Wouldn't you be sad if your dad was Keanu Reeves and he freaking died? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, let's not end on a bummer. (laughs) We don't need any more of that these days. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Adapted for You Viewing. My name is David and I watch too many movies. And my name is Amanda, and I read too many books. We are brother and sister, and this is our podcast for nerds, where we talk too much about movies and the books they're based on. And today, we are doing something different. We are talking about Lock and Key. Whoop, whoop. Um, the <laughs> you weren't ready for a whoop, whoop, were you? I wasn't. Nope. Uh, but I'm, know when it's I'm going come. with it. I'm rolling with it. <laughs> uh, the graphic novel series by Joe Hill was recently adapted to a TV series on Netflix, and David will not shut up about it. No, I will what? not. I will not <laughs> shut up about it. It's one of my favorite series. It's been adapted to Netflix big screen, and I have a lot of opinions on it. How is any of this possible? This isn't a game. We don't know what these keys unlock. You woke me up. You woke me up. You have no idea what's coming. Since this is a full season review, our talk is going to be full of spoilers. So if you haven't watched it and don't want it spoiled, go watch the series first, then come back here to process your thoughts with us. And if you've already binged through season one and are here to join the discussion, here is a brief summary of the season's plot. So after her husband is murdered, Nina Locke moves her three kids, Tyler, Kinsey, and Bodie, crazy names, from (laughs) Seattle to Matheson, Massachusetts, and moves into her deceased husband's ancestral home, the Key House, which is a crazy name for just a random house. I think it Uh, works. I want to live in a cool house name. Yeah, it's it's kind of on the nose, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it'd be fun, though, if, like, our house had a name. What would our house name be? Uh, uh, The water bottle house. The water bottle house. The the, the creepy house. The half-empty plastic water bottle house. Ooh. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. Is there anything more than half-drunk water bottles in the Winkert house? Um, maybe blankets switches that do nothing house like sometimes you flick a mm. switch and you're like what did this yeah, oh this does nothing oh this does nothing I what understand this do? absolutely nothing absolutely yep. nothing <laughs> anyway true. you can continue with you can continue with the summary just gotta say I would love to have a name for my house <laughs> yeah key house, key house sounds like there's treasure yeah uh, and there, and there is uh, the children start discovering hidden keys Throughout the house that can unlock magical doors with various uses and with it, a demonic presence who is trying to take the keys for themselves. There is teen drama, family drama, and sometimes there's also magic and big showdowns in this 10 episode season from Netflix. So, David, the moment has come. Yes. Please tell us why you are so obsessed with this series. So... This was my first introduction to both Joe Hill and also comic books. This was like my first comic series. I believe uh, one of my coworkers actually recommended it to me. And Mm -hmm. I started reading it after the fourth collection of comics came out. uh, And I got instantly obsessed with it. It 
was a combination of Joe Hill's kind of setup that was incredibly interesting, uh, Gabriel Rodriguez's incredible art style for the book that has aged very, very well, because uh, I reread it after watching this series, uh, and also kind of the more gritty take on this entire premise. It's it's much darker. It's It deals with a lot more deeper themes, and some of the storytelling is just top-notch. So I have loved these books for a very long time. Uh, I have recommended it to almost everybody I talk to when we talk about mm-hmm. some sort of comic series. I think, how many years have I been begging you, begging you to read these? It's got to be... I think the first time you brought it up to me was when we were both working at Starbucks. So that's a long time ago. That's at least six <laughs> years ago. Yeah, so it's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. Uh, how about you? What What is your history? Uh, my history is about two weeks long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so she did not, did not follow my <laughs> advice, as you can tell. I ignored it entirely. I think you were going to loan me your books, and then it never happened. And then I never wanted to buy them myself. Um, and so I saw the trailer for it. It looked not too spooky, but I know how much you like the spookies, and so I wasn't on board for it. And then it was recommended to us a couple of times. And so I finally just was like, all right, I'll just, I'll check this out. So let me get this straight. You did not want to <laughs> check it out when your little brother was begging you to check it out. But as soon as someone else is like, hey, this is no. good, you're like, oh, that's, oh, that's interesting. Oh, maybe As I soon as somebody told me it wasn't as spooky as I thought it was going to be, I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. So I g- gave the first episode a try. The first episode was really, really good. Um... And then I ended up watching it straight, I think, in like a day and a half. Yeah, that's about how quickly I watched it, too. I did also uh, read the first volume because Mm. it is free on Amazon to read. So I actually downloaded it on my Kindle and read the first one. The entire, like, Mm -hmm. first? That's incredible. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, So if any of you guys have uh, Amazon, I think it's like free for Prime. If you guys have that, you can download it for free and check it out. There's actually something I have not checked out as well, which they uh, did an audible reading of mm-hmm. the series where they hired actors to do the voices and they wrote so it's like, like a, a dramatic script. retelling. Yeah, it's very interesting. I haven't checked it out yet, but I think that is going to be one of the uses of one of my audible credits coming up because that's hmm. that's a very interesting take on it. And you actually have keys don't you yes i did purchase the head key there is this company that makes the keys and pairs up with the publishing company to do them and they are all very 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 good (laughs) nerd she says as she has two harry potter wands upstairs (laughs) to be fair i also own two harry potter wands so yeah can't make fun of you that much true Anyway, let's dive into our spoiler discussion. I wanted, well, I wanted to clarify something. So I didn't know this for sure. It was hard for me to look it up. But you've read all the graphic novels, right? Yes. Minus a few one-offs. Yes. Yeah. They have a couple one-offs. Yeah. So what, how many novel volume, how many graphic novel volumes does this season cover? That is a tough question. I would say this season kind of jumps uh, with some elements throughout a bunch. If I were to kind of combine it, I would say maybe three volumes. Okay, that's what I thought. I was looking at the summaries 
of the volumes, and that's what it seemed to be a little it's, bit. It's about three, but they do take a lot of things from other ones and mm-hmm. kind of throw them in here. So it's it's a it's kind of weird to talk about this because they do make a lot of big fundamental changes to the story. Okay. Uh, that if you read past book one, you will notice immediately. Mm-hmm. So, David, what do you think about this story? Do you think, how did you like the adaptation from the graphic novels to the screen? So this is really tough because they did make a lot of changes. So one, this seems like a weird mix between Riverdale, yeah. Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like some horror film it's and like stranger things and stranger things they they take a lot of elements and i think the thing for me is they never go all in on one of them so initially i thought i was mad at the teen drama like i just didn't like the teen drama but after rereading the comics mm, there is quite a lot of teen drama in it so i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. actually narc on it for leaning into those elements I think the thing for me that I was most disappointed with the show was its lack of focus because it had all mm-hmm. these other elements, but it never went hard on one. In the comics, they had a very clear focus on this story of grief. These mm-hmm. kids went through an incredibly traumatic experience and it yeah, takes really. six books for them to honestly deal with it. And they have some of that in the show, but it is leaning on some of these other fantastical elements so much more that I felt like this story of grief kind of got pushed to the side a little bit. Uh, so some of the, some of the dialogue feels rushed. It doesn't feel like the characters motivations always make sense. Yeah. On a whole, I still enjoyed it and I want more of it, but it feels like they just need to focus on one thing. If they want it to be a teen drama, give me some Riverdale lock and key. I would love it. Or give me full-on horror or give me full-on Chronicles of Narnia. I don't like how it's it's mixing all these different genres, but I don't think it's getting the best out of any of them. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's take a step back and let's not start off on a fart note and fart, fart, tell, fart. People not, <laughs> tell people not to watch this. Uh, what did you actually like about it? What was fun for you seeing it, you know, what you had imagined or what you had read about seeing it on the screen? I mean, I think a lot of the keys were always fun to look at. I think their interpretation of the head key is different from the comics, but I think works amazing for TV. Really? Yes. The way they do the head key is completely different, and I loved the interpretation of it. I think it's it makes so much more sense for TV shows. In the comics, you stuck it in the back of their head and their head opened up and you looked oh, into their head and oh, saw no. little miniatures interacting. Um, so it there's actual plot points with these miniatures that are kind of funny and, mm-hmm. and interesting that they can't do in the show anymore. But for the TV show, it makes a lot of sense that they would have a more physical representation where they would walk in and look around and there would be a door and all of that. So in terms of that, I loved the interpretation of it. And any episode that involved the head key was my favorite episodes. Yeah, I thought all the effects for the keys was actually really good. Oh, yeah. In terms of, like, the production value of the show, top notch. Yeah, it was, I was kind of surprised. I think there was only a couple moments where I'm like, hmm, this is just a set piece. But for the rest of the time, it was, it was pretty good for, for being a TV show. 
yeah, they had um, a couple effects that I think looked great. Um, some were iffy, but again, it's a TV show, so I didn't right. expect the biggest things. Um, but I'd say like the the overall character of like the house and the keys was yeah, kept, the house is very cool. Was perfect. I it, it was one of those things where it, it's so much fun to explore that world because of things like that. Yeah, the house is top notch. I think the keys all look really, really cool. I wanted all of the keys just yes. to have them. Um, and I thought that the kids were really good. Uh, I thought they were – the casting was pretty solid. The, the the kids were all pretty solid actors and pretty likable characters for what they were going through. I think I texted you on like the second episode when you're finding out kind of their backstory. And I was like, Mom, why aren't these people immediately in therapy right now? They all <laughs> really need therapy. They all really need therapy. <laughs> they went through something pretty dramatic. Yeah, for those who maybe need a refresher uh, in both the comics and books, their dad is brutally murdered in front of all of them yeah. uh, from a previous student, uh, which is exactly how it, uh, not exactly how it happens in the comics, but very similar. Uh, and yeah. it's an incredibly traumatic experience. And a lot of the plot of this story is them sort of dealing with that experience while going through and discovering their past, their family history through these keys. What character did you enjoy the most? I enjoyed scenes with Kinsey the most, even though she was frustrating at times. Uh, I think she did a lot to drive the plot. So anytime she was on screen, I know the plot was driving forward. I think Bodhi was actually my favorite, which I probably like starting it. I didn't think he was going to be, um, but he's a pretty great like kid protagonist for being a kid he he finds most of the keys and he explores most of the keys himself before bringing in his brother and sister yeah uh so he's probably my favorite he is a lot of fun they did change yeah. a lot of the uh character designs from the uh from the comic to the tv show but i think all of them are appropriate because a lot of characters yeah. had soul patches in the comics and i'm happy a lot of them were shaved off for the show <laughs> yeah i was not crazy on the amount of soul patches they had in those comics <laughs> no i like uh i mean they look like teenagers in the show they didn't really look like teenagers to me in the the graphic novel. I only read the first one, but yeah, I felt like the character design didn't look very teenagery, or it looked like the teenagers we would have had in like the late nineties. <laughs> yeah, they had a very Grateful Dead vibe, which I'm going to yeah, be honest, that. even in the mid two thousands, didn't really age what very well. It was the style yeah. for the uh, illustrator. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, it wouldn't have aged very well in this uh, 2020 series. Yeah, I will say the dad had very heavy Keanu Reeves vibes. Oh my gosh, such Keanu vibe! He looked <laughs> it exactly was like ridiculous. Him. He looked just like him. He sounded just like him. I feel like he took all of his acting cues straight from him. It was, it was fine, but it was jarring at the same time because I'm like, did they want Keanu Reeves and they just couldn't afford him? <laughs> yeah, I was watching this with my fiance, and immediately after watching a scene with the dad, she's like. Why is he talking like Keanu? Like, what is he? <laughs> what is he doing? I thought uh, Tyler, who's the you know the oldest boy, uh, I thought he did a really good job too. He was a really great actor. Oh yeah, I think the I think the big three scenes. child actors 
uh, did a fantastic job. Yeah. Now, as someone who is kind of new to this whole series and didn't have the background of the books going in, what did you think of the overall plot and story? There were times when I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some really great reveals that I found really interesting as they were tr- like discovering what happened to their dad, especially with their uncle, I thought was really interesting. And like his group of friends and kind of tying it together with the big bad that they were dealing with at the moment. I thought that was really great. Uh, even the idea of this big bad guy being an echo of somebody they knew that they accidentally brought back is fantastic. Mm-hmm. She is scary in every scene she's in, which is wonderful. Um, but there were parts that where I started to feel frustrated because I felt like they kept on bringing up elements that they didn't want to tie together in the show. So there were some times where they would find a key early in the season and it would do something amazing, and then they didn't use it again, which was weird. Or they would dis- – like. One of my favorite story plots is when they discover that their uncle's memories have been erased for some reason, and they find his memories buried when they unlock a certain key at, in a tree, and they don't do anything with it. They kind of it's a little bit yeah. used to clarify what happened in the past, but I definitely thought it was going to be a good reveal that was useful later, but it wasn't. So I felt like they kept on. Putting things, I think the best example of this, and it made me super angry. Mm-hmm. And I think this is why Kinsey gets some. Uh, I've seen a lot of criticism of her. Uh, she uses the head key to take out her fear because she's struggling with anxiety mm-hmm. over this traumatic thing that happened. And her fear has manifested itself into a physical presence that haunts all of her memories. Yes. And so she literally goes into her head and takes it out. It's like a banshee version of herself. Mm -hmm. She then buries it. It's used once for a plot point in the middle of the season. And then it's just roaming the neighborhood, attacking things for her. Yeah. And she doesn't seem concerned at all. (laughs) She doesn't try... I thought it was going to be like, I thought Kinsey's whole story was going to be how she embraces her fear as an emotion that's part of her. And then she brings it back into her head or somehow like makes it not as crazy. No, she never, it's just, it's attacking her schoolmates and she does nothing with it. Yeah. The manifestation of her feelings, uh, I didn't quite understand why they didn't complete some of that plot line. It seems yes. like something they want to bring into season two, but didn't quite make sense because it felt like she was finishing the arc of that whole plot line by yes. the last couple episodes. Uh, and it didn't quite make sense. Now, I will say, uh, you know, one difference that they have in the comics is that they don't just take out her fear. They also take out her her uh, sadness. Uh, mm, so it is a much more complicated look at it i think because not only is she not feeling fear she is also not feeling sadness or remorse for the actions she's taking because some Mm -hmm. of the things that she's doing in the show i get that she doesn't have fear but the fact that she's also doing some of these things that are hurting other people 
it doesn't quite make sense. Is because yes. she took out her ability to fear things, not her ability to empathize with others. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the showrunners play it as if she doesn't have any empathy or consideration for other people. And I think that's why a lot of people think she's a really frustrating character. I was frustrated with her. I still think that she's she's a great character and really, like I said, drives the plot quite a bit. Um, but there were things that I felt like it was just like something they kept doing. And the, the writing wasn't as tight as I wanted it to be for what it was, which I feel like is a miss because if it's an adaptation from something else, you have the writing. You just have to edit it in a way that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that because they had these they had these two separate pro- plot lines where it was the kids finding the keys and dealing with their grief in teen drama and v- mm-hmm. the, not very often would these things mingle with each other. So yes. because of that, it just felt like two separate plots that were going on at the same time, which is why someone like me was like, why is this stupid teen drama happening? Yes. And maybe someone who liked the teen drama was like, what's up with all these keys? Which, I mean, maybe I, not, but they I they needed mind. to interact with each other more. Yes. I didn't mind having them together. The only time I really didn't like them was, like, I liked anytime they were bringing in another outside character and trying to explain what the keys were doing or used them in some way, I liked it. The times when I got frustrated was towards the end of the season where they're like, we need to tell everybody everything so we can have as much help as we can. And then they're like, nobody helped them. Yeah. It didn't matter. It didn't really matter in the end. So let me ask you this. Did you buy the ending of this season? I guessed it, which is frustrating for me because as soon as like the entire last episode, as soon so total spoilers for this. So if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead five, ten minutes. As soon as they found Dodge on the ground without the crown on, unconscious. I knew exactly who it was. I feel like they totally forgot that there was a key that made her look like different people. They were not suspicious enough about other people. And it really frustrated me. So I 100% knew the twist at the end. Yeah, and I think that there is this big drop in the climax of that last episode where it happens super early on and then there is no conflict after that. And I think it is very easy for anybody watching to be like, oh, I can see what's happening. Not to say that just because you understand what's happening that it can't be satisfying, but it was extremely unsatisfying to see characters not be suspicious of it at all, where it seems super obvious for you and I but it's not super obvious to these characters who are smart, who would have acted yes, upon they it are earlier. Smart. Up until the last two episodes, everybody is smart. And then in the last two episodes, everybody is dumb. I also, unfortunately, as soon as they had Griffin Gluck as Gabe. Oh, yeah. In like an earlier season, I was like, oh, he's going to be somebody. He's like an up and coming actor. There's no way he they cast him in like this random side role. Oh, yeah. He was way too famous to not be something. Yeah, he's also like a pretty good actor. And so I was like, well, he's probably the bad guy. (laughs) Oh, that stinks. (laughs) I think the reason why I had a hard time with this ending as well is as someone who has, you know, an understanding of the entire series, they blew through a lot of 
end game material very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it does make me very nervous for future seasons on where it's going to go because the big uh, plot of the books is understanding what the heck happened with their parents. And it right. is a nature of discovery of them actually learning who their dad was a lot more through these keys and through what happened in this cave. And it's a big mystery. Whereas in the series, they blow through it super quickly. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think because of that, the show very clearly has places to go. But I feel like it's it's not going to be as revealing as it was in the first season because they blow past it so quickly. Yeah, and I feel like there was – they did, but I feel like they didn't use enough of it. You know what I mean? For it to be like – Cool, because as soon as you were like, oh, maybe it's – and then it would move on to something else and show you something else cool. So it felt like a show that was like insecure about its own story. It wasn't sure if it was going to be good or not, so it just kept trying to rush through it. Yeah, and I mean something to understand about this series too is that this is not the first time it's tried to be adapted into a TV show. This yeah. series has a whole history of failed pilots. You can find a pilot – for a show that was going to premiere on Fox online, as well as many failed movies. So I feel like there has been multiple uh, times that this story has had to be reworked and to the point where, yes, I still think as itself, it definitely works. But I'm a bit disappointed because as someone who understands the series, I feel like they're leaving the best parts out of it. And yeah. they've revealed like the parts that would have been shocking too early. Yeah. I also feel like they weren't reacting enough to the things that were being revealed. Maybe because too many things were being revealed. But there's like one point where they think their dad it has killed somebody. Um, and they just like flippantly tell their younger brother about it. I don't. I don't think that's how teenagers would handle that. I don't think that's how <laughs> any teenager would handle it. I don't think so. I don't think they would literally let their like 10-year-old brother watch that. It's a very strange scene. It is. And it felt like just something they needed to do to move the plot forward because they needed Bodhi involved with it. Uh, I will also complain there wasn't enough Bodhi scenes. There was a lot of Bodhi in the beginning and then they kind of sidelined him. I think it's because the series limited how many keys were going to be shown. Uh, they did not even touch the amount of keys that are actually available. There Which are I'm so many with. keys. My biggest complaint is that they didn't use the keys enough. Yeah, I want more keys. Well, let, let's talk about season two. Would you watch it? And if so, what do you want? I would watch it. I want them to use more keys. I thought the finale was literally going to be every friend gets a key and everybody's using it to like face off against Dodge and her shadow army. And I was mad that it, that's not what it was. Yeah. I I also want and will watch a season two because I love this universe. But I mm -hmm. think in order for me to really be satisfied with season two, I think what they have to do is, yes, bring in a lot more of the keys. There are so many interesting keys they have not used. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think they also have to play up, I don't know how you feel about this, but the horror elements a little bit more. Because they do not have a plot that's going to be as... Um, as interesting now because they've already spoiled the biggest reveal of the entire series with what mm -hmm. happened with their parents that I think they need to add other elements of tension to catch at least my interest again. 
I feel like they need yeah. some sort of tension in the series because right now I don't think there's a lot of it. I think that I would actually agree with that. I think the beginning part of the uh, more yeah, spooky, uh, more nice. spooky. I think the beginning half of the season was creepier just because you didn't like, like you said, you didn't really know what was going on. You didn't know who the bad guys were or why. And uh, the keys felt more dangerous uh, because like the very first key they use is that mirror key where you get trapped in like a mirror dimension. And that was very scary. And then to pull their mom out and to have her immediately forget about it, equally scary, just like creepy, creepy, scary. And I wanted more use of the keys and more mystery around them. And like, I feel like they did use the head key and it was fun, but there's never like, I want like the exploration of like the upsides and the downsides to each of these keys. And what's the real, what's the real risk and what's the real, no, whatever. Yeah. Can I just say there is no upside to the mirror key? Zero. Mm -hmm. I mean, they probably should have used it to capture some of their bad guys in the mirror dimension. That would have made sense. Okay. Quick. Okay, can I do a quick rant that has something to do with the the book? Like a light spoiler of the book. Mm -hmm. So a spoiler on the book. Skip ahead if you really want to do some of the books. But in the books, the keys are made by the ancestors of their family. Their family made all these keys, which means all the keys have some sort of useful quality to them that is important for the family. Okay. What use is this mirror key? Zero. To trap their enemies. Zero, zero, no, and to make them no, go no. crazy. Okay, yeah. yeah, but if every time you use it, you also it get also trapped. tries. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what? Because here's the thing: is that every key is made for a specific reason, and like they show like the family making these keys, and like the entire new series that Joe Hill is going to make with this is the creation of new keys that this that the Locke family is using. Okay. Yeah. What use is this dumb key that just gets you trapped in a mirror and causes you to die inside? Like the, I don't know. There's, they didn't free, show the it's jail. Free jail. There is like all the keys for the most part are like fun keys that the kids use. Yeah. And can be used for good things, but in the wrong hands can be used for bad intentions. That's why yeah. adults aren't allowed to use them because mm-hmm. bad things happen when adults use them. What good thing comes out of this mirror key? Nothing. Mm, to, to trap kidnappers. Trap kidnappers. That's what they did. To it. hide your Snickers bars. To hide the Snickers bars. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Um, yeah. I thought it was crazy that, um, you know, they inherited this house with a huge library and then they started finding these keys and they didn't like look in the library for like a diary or anything like that, or like a something somebody would have written about the keys. I feel like that's probably sitting there on the shelves. They didn't even think about it. To be fair, none of them look like big uh, uh, readers. Nerds. Yeah, true. <laughs> it was like a bunch of jocks and a little boy. I don't think, I don't think that would happen. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted more explana- exploration of the house. I thought the house was pretty cool. Yeah, here's the thing. This series has a lot of good things going for it. I think if it could just choose what it wants to be and stick to it, I don't care if it's a teen drama. If it wants to go full teen drama, I'm on board. Just like stick to one thing. I did. I did definitely enjoy it. It was super bingeable and super fun. 
and it's, you know, kids on bikes with magic keys. So how can you go wrong? Uh, but yeah, I agree. I feel like it was frustrating because some of the cool stuff that they revealed throughout was just there to be cool. It didn't end up being useful. And then they moved on to another thing. And that's not fun. I want my writing I, to be tight and interesting. I think if you know nothing of the lock and key universe going in, I think you're going to enjoy it. I think it's there's a lot of fun characters. It's a very fun universe. However, you will probably notice that it's just not as tight as other shows that tried to do yeah. this. It's not a Stranger it, Things. It's yeah. not any of the Stranger Things copies even. It's just like this. It tries to be a lot. It achieves a great deal, but it still falls short in some ways that I wanted it to be better at. Yeah, it's something that's good, not great. Yeah, agreed. So that'll be a wrap up for today. Thanks so much for listening for our review mini-sode. Uh, I'm very happy that we finally got to do this, and I'm very curious about <laughs> your thoughts as well. Uh, so please subscribe so you can get automatically updated on when new episodes come out. We are still kind of fairly new in the podcast world, so if you enjoy mm-hmm. anything we talked about in the last hour, please leave us a review and tell your friends. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are at AdaptedPod on all those platforms. You can also send us suggestions on what we should talk about next by shooting us an email at stuff at AdaptedPod.com. And special thanks to Catloaf, our friend Catloaf, for our intro, outro music. You are listening to the track Astoria Ditmars. You can listen to more Catloaf on Spotify. It's pretty chill and great. It is pretty chill. Our next episode will be on Life of Pi. That'll come out next Thursday. So be sure to tune in to see how we rate at that adaptation. Until then, maybe don't take out your core emotions to function as a human being outside it's of your head. It's probably a good idea. Yeah. Until then, um, don't make out with anybody until you double check that they're not a demon echo. Yeah. Always make sure to open up another person's head before you kiss them. That's probably open a good it idea. wide open. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. TV show. And still, then maybe don't hang out in the drowning caves if you don't want to drown. Yeah, wait a second. Why does anybody hang out in the caves called the drowning caves? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, like, hey, hey, Amanda, you want to go hang out at Murder Out Ma- Murder Makeout Point? <laughs> I love that they're like, yeah, a bunch of kids drowned in there because they didn't check on the tides. Let's go hang out down there. Does anyone <laughs> want to check the tides? Nah, we'll be fine. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs>